Hello, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lorraine Montgomery, and I am your host today. Uh, today we are episode 21.2, and we are in Acts chapter 13. Sorry, my Bible's over here. Um, I'm so glad that you're able to join me today. Uh, I am obviously not in my normal place. I'm actually in Hawaii, and I'm visiting my father-in-law with my husband and two boys. So they're out at the beach, and I stayed home to do my my podcast, our podcast, the podcast. Uh, so anyway, um, so uh, last Friday, uh, Jeremiah took the day off so that he could uh, be with his family while his daughter got married. And so they had a wonderful celebration. I saw a couple of pictures on Facebook and it uh, looks like it was uh, phenomenal. So, so uh, I have my earbuds in today because I don't know if there's the roosters you can hear. My computer is whirring like crazy. So I thought maybe if I had the microphone, it'll uh, tap down on that. So I hope it's not a distraction to anybody. So. Uh, so today is uh, uh, filled with a lot of good stuff, um, and uh, it's a long chapter, so I'm not going to delay uh, in starting up so that we can dive right in. Um, so we will start with um, prayer. Um, I am feeling better from last week. You can hear it. <clears throat> I still have a little bit of a frog, but the congestion is pretty much gone. So thank you for your prayers if you are praying for me. Um, and uh, so let's go ahead and uh, open up in prayer like we always do. So, <clears throat> Heavenly Father, Holy God, we are so thankful for all that you do for us and all that you provide. Uh, my family and I are uh, thankful to, for bringing us here safely on Saturday, and uh, this uh, is always a blessing to be able to come to such a beautiful place. Uh, we're just in awe of uh, your creation. So, Lord, we're just uh, thank you for uh, providing this for us and uh, for my father-in-law opening up his home to us, as always. Uh, Lord, we uh, are also so grateful for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, and his sacrifice on the cross. It's because of him that we have eternal life and uh, his uh his sinless life, his spotless blood that was shed for us. And so we can have salvation and the gift of eternal life. Lord, I pray for blessings over this moment in time. Bless those that are out there listening and joining us in this journey of reading your uh, word every day, one, uh, one chapter at a time. And uh, we thank you for uh, every every person out there who uh, has joined us bless them watch over them take care of them uh, whatever their needs are lord and lord we're asking you to empty us of ourselves clear our minds clear our hearts our souls so that we can receive the message uh, of what it is that you want us to understand from today's reading lord take us where you want us to go let us meet the people you want us to meet let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way in jesus name amen all right, let's get the readers on and start diving in. All right, I've already highlighted, so I'll just try to pick up some stuff that I might have missed. 
Barnabas and Saul are commissioned, chapter 13, episode 21.2. Among the prophets and teachers of the church of Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simeon, called the black man, Lucius from Cyrene, Manan, the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas, and Saul. One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. Paul's First Missionary Journey So Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. They went down to the seaport of Seleucia and then sailed uh, for the island of Cyprus. There in the town of Salamis, they went to the Jewish synagogues and preached the word of God. John Mark went with them as their assistant. <coughs> Afterward, they traveled from town to town across the entire island until finally they reached Paphos, where they met a Jewish sorcerer, a false prophet named Bar-Jesus. He had attached himself to the governor, Sergius Paul Paulus, who was an intelligent man. The governor invited Barnabas and Saul to, in, to visit him, for he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the sorcerer, as his name means in Greek, interfered and urged the governor to pay no attention to what Barnabas and Saul said. He was trying to keep the governor from believing. Paul, I'm sorry, Saul, also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he looked the sorcerer in the eye. Then he said, you son of the devil, full of every sort of deceit and fraud and enemy of all that is good, will you never stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? Watch now, for the Lord has laid his hand of punishment upon you, and you will be struck blind. You will not see the sunlight for some time. Instantly, mist and darkness came over the man's eyes, and he began groping around, begging for someone to take his hand and lead him. When the governor saw what had happened, he became a believer, for he was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. Paul preaches in Antioch and Pisidia. Paul and his companions then left Paphos by ship for Pamphylia, landing at the port town of Perga. There, John Mark left them and returned to Jerusalem, but Paul and Barnabas traveled inland to Antioch of Pisidia. On the Sabbath, they went to the synagogue for the services. After the usual readings from the books of Moses and the prophets, those in charge of the service sent them this message. Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, come and give it. So Paul stood, lifted his hand to quiet them, and started speaking. Men of Israel, he said, and you God-fearing Gentiles, listen to me. <clears throat> The God of this nation of Israel chose our ancestors and made them multiply and grow strong during their stay in Egypt. Then when a powerful arm, I'm sorry, then with, with a powerful arm, he led them out of their slavery. He put up with them through 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. Then he destroyed seven nations in Canaan and gave their land to Israel as an inheritance. All this took about 450 years. After that, God gave them judges to rule until the time of Samuel the prophet. 
Then the people begged for a king, and God gave them Saul, son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, who reigned for 40 years. But God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. And it is one of, the, of King David's descendants, Jesus, who is God's promised savior of Israel. Before he came, John the Baptist preached that all the people of Israel needed to repent of their sins and turn to God and be baptized. As John was finishing his ministry, he asked, do you think I'm the Messiah? No, I am not, but he is coming soon and I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the sandals on his feet. <clears throat> Brothers, you sons of Abraham, and, and also you God-fearing Gentiles, this message of salvation has been sent to us. The people in Jerusalem and their leaders did not recognize Jesus as the one, as the, one the prophets had spoken about. Instead, they condemned him, and in doing this, they fulfilled the prophets' words that are read every Sabbath. They found no legal reason to execute him, but they asked Pilate's, they asked Pilate to have him killed anyway. When they had done all that the prophets, I'm sorry, prophecies said about him, they took him down from the cross and placed him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and over a period of many days he appeared to those who had gone with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now his witnesses to the people of Israel. And now we are here to bring you this good news. The promise was made to our ancestors and God has now fulfilled it for us, their descendants by raising Jesus. This is what the second Psalm says about Jesus. You are my son, today I have become your father. For God had promised to raise him from the dead, not leaving him to rot in the grave. He said, I will give you the sacred blessings I promised to David. Another psalm expl explains it more fully. You will not allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. This is not a reference to David, for after David had done the will of God in his own generation, he died and was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. No, it was in reference to someone else, someone whom God raised and whose body did not decay. Brothers, listen, we are here to proclaim that the through this man, Jesus, there is forgiveness for your sins. Everyone who believes in him is made right in God's sight, something the law of Moses could never do. Be careful. Don't let the prophet's words apply to you, for they said, Look, you mockers, be amazed and die. For I am doing something in your own day, something you wouldn't believe, even if someone told you about it. As Paul and Barnabas left the synagogue that day, the people begged them to speak many things again the next week, about these things again next week. Many Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, and the two men urged them to continue to rely on the grace of God. Paul turns to the Gentiles. The following week, almost the entire city turned out to hear them preach the word of the Lord. 
But when some of the Jews saw the crowds, they were jealous, so they slandered Paul and argued against whatever he said. Then Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and declared, It was necessary that we first preach the word of God to you Jews. But since you have rejected it and judged yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we will offer it to the Gentiles. For the Lord gave us this command when he said, I have made you a light to the Gentiles to bring salvation to the farthest corners of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were very glad and thanked the Lord for this message. And all who were chosen for eternal life became believers. So the Lord's message spread throughout that region. Then the Jews stirred up the influential religious women and the leaders of the city and they incited a mob against Paul and Barnabas and ran them out of town. So they shook the dust from their feet as a sign of rejection and went to the town of Iconium and the believers were filled with the joy and with the Holy Spirit. All right, I told you it was filled with a lot of stuff today. <clears throat> so going back, it starts off with uh, uh, Barnabas and Saul are commissioned, and uh, it says that they were, um, one day the men were worshiping, this is in 2, verse 2, and fasting, and the Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work in which I have called them, and they laid hands on them, which is something we do today, and they uh, sent them on their way. So they went into the uh, Jewish synagogues and preached the word of God, and John Mark went with them as their assistant. Uh, after they traveled from town to town, they met a Jewish sorcerer, a false prophet named Bar-Jesus, which I thought was interesting. I don't, I don't know what that means. but. Um, and then Barnabas and Saul were going to go visit the governor, but this false prophet... Uh, was interfering and trying to keep the governor from believing. So Saul, now also known as Paul, so we're going to know him as Paul from now on, I believe. Um, and I thought it explains why his name changed to Paul, but maybe that's later on. Um, uh, so Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit and he looked the sorcerer in the eye called him out basically and says look you son of the devil full of every sort of deceit an enemy of all that is good will you ever stop perverting the true ways of the Lord and he says your punishment is now upon you and you will be blind and you won't be able to see the sunlight for some time now I don't know how long that is for and I don't know if this person pops up again um and instantly mist and darkness came over the man's eyes and he began groping around begging for someone to take his hand and lead him when the governor saw that uh, he instantly uh, became a believer and uh, you know I personally if somebody did that in front of me I become a believer too what I find amazing is that all these miracles are occurring back then and they are are witnessing these miracles and these these changes and these things that are happening and it is and God says uh, blessed are those who have not been here or have not seen uh, and they believe anyway 
So as believers in this day and age, we're, you know, we're not seeing this kind of miracles. There are other miracles that are happening, I'm sure, every day. Um, but, um, you know, it, we, we didn't get to see Jesus. We didn't get to see the miracles that he performed. We didn't get to see the apostles and what they were doing. Um, but here we are, 2,000 plus years later, and we are getting to see, uh, you know, we get to believe. We do, we're believers just because. So, um, anyway, I just, you know, he's going to bless you because of that. Sorry, kind of stumbled a little bit there for a second. So, we move on to Paul preaches in Antioch of Pisidia. Um, so, Paul and his companions um, landed in the port town, port town of Perga, but John Mark leaves them. Um, and Paul and Barnabas travel inland to Antioch of Pisidia. And on the Sabbath, they went to the synagogue services. And afterwards, uh, they asked them, brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, come and give it. So Paul stood up and he kind of gives a little, you know, history of the Jewish people, basically. And, and, and is basically saying the laws of Moses uh, are not going to save you. What is going to save you is, and you go down to... Uh, Oh, where was it? Uh, all this took about... Okay, so he goes through the whole list and it took about 450 years to get down to David. And um, we get to Samuel, which I'm actually reading about Samuel and Saul right now in the Old Testament. And it's very interesting, to say the least. So, a man of the tribe of Benjamin who reigned for 40 years. That was Saul. And then God removed Saul because Saul turns bad. And it was actually predicted, I think, by Samuel. Samuel was saying, look, I'm going to go ahead and give you a king, but all this bad stuff is going to happen. And it did. Uh, and so then uh, David is chosen. And then, of course, we know that Jesus comes from the lineage of David. And so it's one of King David's descendants, Jesus, who is God's promised Savior of Israel. Before he came, John the Baptist preached that all the people of Israel needed to repent of their sins and turn to God and be baptized. And he says, I'm not the Messiah. I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals and be his slave. And then he says, uh, you sons of Abraham, also you God-fearing Gentiles, this message of salvation has been sent to us. Uh, the people in Jerusalem and their leaders did not recognize, he's saying the Jewish leaders didn't recognize Jesus as the one the prophets had spoken about. Instead, they condemned him. And in doing this, they fulfilled the prophets' words that are read every Sabbath. They found no legal reason to execute him, but they asked Pilate to have him killed anyway. That's true. He, had, he didn't do anything wrong. When they had done all that the prophets had said about him, they took him down and placed him in a tomb. God raised him from the dead. And over a period of many days, he appeared to those who had gone with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. And now they are the witnesses to the people of Israel, which means all the apostles that follow Jesus. And now we are here to bring you this good news, good news of Jesus. The promise was made to our ancestors and God has now fulfilled it for us. Their descendants by raising Jesus. This is what the second Psalm says about him. You are my son. 
Today I have become your father. And then he goes through several other um, uh, prophecies. Um, in the Psalms, you will not allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. Uh, David died, was buried, and his body decayed, body decayed. But God, who raised Jesus from the dead, uh, his body did not decay because that was the promise. Um, everyone who believes in him is made right in God's sight. Here it is. Something the law of Moses could not ever do. You know, Jesus died on the cross as the, the spotless lamb, the sinless, spotless. And that was the only way for us to be saved. That was the only way. And then uh, Paul goes on to say, uh, the people begged them to speak about these things again next week. Um, and many Jewish Jews and devout com uh, converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, and the two men urged them to continue to rely on the grace of God. And then he turns to the Gentiles. Um, Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly uh, to the Jewish uh, leaders and to the, the, the Israelites. He's saying, it was necessary that we first preach the word of God to you Jews first. But since you have rejected it and judged yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we will offer it to the Gentiles, for the Lord gave us this command. I have made you a light to the Gentiles to bring salvation to the farthest corners of the earth. So it's out there for everybody. It's for everyone. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were very glad and thanked the Lord for this message. And all who were chosen for eternal life became believers. So the Lord's message spread throughout that region. And then the Jews uh, stirred up uh, trouble. And uh, there was a mob against Paul and Barnabas. And so they, sh I always love this line. So they shook the dust from their feet as a sign of rejection and went to the town of Iconium. And the believers were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Um, I always like that when they say, shake the dust off of your feet and move on. You know, it's like, there, there's nothing more you can do here. So just move on and uh, go to the next town who's going to be more accepting of the message that you have. So, all right. Also, awesome stuff, as always, every day. Um, and uh, I, again, what I'm leading into now is exactly what we're reading in uh, our readings today and in, this, in the book of Acts is to become a believer, to be a Christ follower, to accept him as your Lord and Savior because he is the only way to heaven, is the only way to get to the Father is through Jesus. And so um, this is the time I will give you an opportunity to uh, say uh, the prayer it's not a magic prayer. It has to be accepted into your heart. Say it out loud, um, and uh, and you will you will be saved. That's basically it. That's very simple. Um, so let's go ahead and pray. And um, Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your Son Jesus. It's His perfect and spotless blood that washes away all of my sins, past, present, and future. Today, I will live my life for you. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen.
If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and welcome into the kingdom of heaven and to the brotherhood and sisterhood of Christ. Uh, today is a day to celebrate. Mark it in your Bible uh, today, whatever day it is that you're listening to this podcast. Um, and uh, we encourage you always to get to a church, to a pastor, uh, somebody who might have been praying for you for the last who knows how long. I don't know. Um, but uh, talk to somebody and help them, uh, have them help you to the next level. Um, I would get involved with a ministry. I would uh, volunteer at your church because they're always looking for volunteers uh, to help out. They say that, I forget the percentage, it's such a small percentage of people who go to church who actually volunteer for the church because they think, oh, they don't need any help. Well, I used to work at a church and definitely need helpers. You cannot do all the work by yourself. It's impossible. So, uh, yes, go ahead and get involved. You can start your own Bible study. Uh, you can play these podcasts to start yourself out and read one chapter at a time, uh, one day at a time. So uh, I encourage that. Um, so that's it for today. Uh, today was a good day, and uh, I'm not trying to rush off, but uh, I know that everybody's got stuff to do. And uh, I'm just glad that we had this time in God's Word. And uh, it's always a blessing to, to be able to listen uh, and read it out loud. Uh, I absorb it so much more when I get to read it out loud. So, uh, so uh, have a great day, great morning, great evening, whatever time it is that you're listening, and uh, take care. God bless you, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye.